welcome to a special bonus episode. We've got another bonus episode. We're banking the apps <laughs> for a rainy day. I like the term banking the apps. Banking the apps, I like good, it. Isn't it? Uh, so I've got Adam here. You've already heard him speaking before he's been introduced, but uh, you can't have professionalism for everyone, can you? Wow. <laughs> you can't have good manners for everyone. So, and we have Grace here as well. Hi, Grace. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? All good. All good. And how are you, Adam? I'm okay, thank you. <laughs> Just okay. <laughs> Amazing. So, in our special bonus episode, mm. we've already done the what ifs. We have. And we might do more. I mean, I enjoyed it. Might. Yeah, but this is you get three underrated albums to tell us about mm. that are not on this top 100 list that you think should be on the list mm-hmm. what are they and why should we listen to them mm. so this is your chance to sell your favourite albums I you know what I just I'd live in that it's right it ain't right here <laughs> this is your time to sell your favourite albums to us <laughs> what? Where did that come from, that magnificent line? <laughs> I'm so predictable. <laughs> to myself, which is weird. So, we're going to pick an album each. What we're going to do is we're going to go take it in turns, and we're going to do three just straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. We're going to say, my favourite album mm-hmm. is this. Yes. You can stop at that point, go and listen to that album. If you want to, I mean, we can't. We've already listened to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're listening to the podcast, come back and listen to what we have to say about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. We're going to say whether we like the album or don't like the album and break a few hearts, maybe, or make a few friends. We'll find out, won't we? We'll find out along the way. We'll find out. So, I think we haven't decided an order, but Adam, I'd love to hear Hmm. which album you think is underrated and you think should be on this list and why. So, my first one. I've decided I'm going to start with the one that's going to win me the most friends here. (laughs) Um, because I feel like to my time. yeah my middle choice is a little bit uh, contra- not controversial but my middle choice is a bit uh, my taste not everyone's so my first album is a compilation um, a best of if you will um, of old Frankie Blue Eyes so this album is called Nothing But The Best and it is a best of of Frank Sinatra now Frank Sinatra. When this question came up, when you posed this question, Matt, Frank Sinatra popped into my head immediately. And I'd not really thought about this album for a little while, about about maybe a year. I'd not thought about it until this question popped up and I went, I know who needs... Because I scoured scoured this top 100 and it was heartbreaking to me that Frank Sinatra wasn't in there. Frank Sinatra is not for everyone. It's jazz, but... It's jazz and not everyone likes jazz, but... I think his songs can cross some of that because his voice. We've talked about the special source. <laughs> Frank Sinatra has the special source, in my opinion. Mm. The musical arrangement arrangements have that special source. So this album it highlights the best of it, in my opinion. It's called Nothing But the Best for a reason. So some songs um, on this album that I would suggest that you you go into straight away. Um, there's the classics. Come fly with me, um, you know, uh, something stupid, uh, New York, New York, all the good ones are on it, um, you know, that's life, things like that. But then there are some one, some songs that you might not know that are just brilliant. So one particularly um, is called Bewitched. Now, Frank Sinatra's voice in this is amazing. So the orchestration 
on a lot of these songs, but this one especially, it's just beautiful. It's got beautiful violins, beautiful percussion, all that sort of good stuff. But his voice, it just, it all leads up to his amazing, very unique voice that a lot of people have tried to imitate, but no one really can get close to the like original crooner. Just brilliant, classical style of Frank Sinatra. So my first pick, nothing but the best, Frank Sinatra. No, no doubt in my mind. And you're pretty confident we're going to like this, right? I hope so. I think I think you can't really argue with this. Even if you don't really like this album, you can't argue that it belongs on a top 100 of most influential albums because of who Frank Sinatra was and the inspiration that he is to a lot of singers and people. Michael Bublé, let's take him, for example. Big, big singer, big fella you know famous i'm sure one of his inspirations is frank sinatra along with the other you know rap pack um dean martin or all them classical fellas but uh, but yeah i, I don't lo- think you can really argue with me on that i love the way you use fellas every episode <laughs> has the term fellas all the fellas <laughs> i love it i'm so into it <laughs> amazing grace what do you think of this album i mean i'm a fan of, of frankie too you know there frankie you boy um but when i was thinking about it i was like but is it underrated? Well, it's not on this list, so yeah. Well, true. Maybe, that's why I'll go That is true, isn't it? Yeah. So I agree it's not on the list. I agree it should be on the list. Mm. Definitely. It's surprising it's not on a list, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. definitely think that. And if you're a fan of big band stuff, mm. you know, Count Basie's orchestra, Count Basie and his orchestra, all over this, yeah. all over this album, you know, they're on there. Um, and it's just... It's just brilliant. There are some moments in some songs where you, the the music is actually quite quiet, and it's just and you can hear Frank Sinatra like clicking his fingers away because it's a remastered as well. It's got some things that you might not hear on like an original recording. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my first one. Brilliant. Yeah. There's something really special about his voice, isn't yeah, there? There really is. Like the orchestras. I I don't know a lot about orchestras, so mm. it didn't really mean very much to me. Grace, you will know more. Mm. Um, but his voice on my speakers at home, I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow, this is a good voice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. An absolutely amazing voice. So, Adam, do you know what? I'm with you on this. It's a travesty that in our top 100, right. we don't have any Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because it should be in there, shouldn't it? So, it, it's. N- I mean, it's not underrated, but by our list standard, it must be underrated because right. it's not in the top 100. That's all. And I assume that, you know, we picked from we picked a hundred out of a five hundred list, mm. so we didn't want to do ten years of lists. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because uh, if we get to two years, you know, achievement in it. Absolutely. So um, yeah, commitment issues over there. You know, all of us. <laughs> so, um, but I thought this was a great, mm. um, great pick. I, I didn't expect it. Yeah, I hope they're I all great picks by like this. Well, this is why I put this one first because. I don't think I'm going to get many other people agreeing with me on, <laughs> on the, the next two. But but this one just spoke to me. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah. So people should definitely go, we can all agree on that, yeah. go and mm. check out Absolutely. Nothing But The Best yeah. by Frank Sinatra. Definitely. Amazing album. Absolutely amazing. Grace, do you want to go next? Yeah. So, I, so my first one is my just favourite album to exist in the whole world. Wow. And I feel like... I probably mentioned this album now about 500 times. 
on, on the three oh, I just thought also anyways, maybe on the episode on, I don't know <laughs> on um, the limited episode you've been on you've mentioned it 500 times <laughs> um, but Nora Jones mm. come away with me and I don't like your expressions but it is the best just remain in neutral until it's time to speak so this album face for radio face for podcast <laughs> <laughs> we used to play this album in the car mm. we were going on long journeys and we live in England, it's always raining. Mm. And I'd be there staring out the window, you know what you do, it's raining. You stare out the window, you're imagining this fake life to go along with the music video of, of the song. The heartbreak. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Um, yeah, this one would always be playing. Mm. And whenever I'm in the bath, this this is my bath song album, rather. The whole <laughs> thing. Album. Just, it's incredible. <laughs> and it's not like, it's not like dance music. Obviously, it's like, it's jazz and it's, Relaxing, just this jazz bed. If you just listen to this, feel how calm you are. Oh, it is good. That's what it's like to listen to Nora Jones. Mm. It's beautiful. How often do you listen to this album? <laughs> Probably too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know every single word to every single song. Wow. Let me tell you now. Wow, really? What's your, what's your favorite song? <sighs> You've got to be in. <sighs> Oh, see, it's not even a song. It's like the whole album it's, is... It's the whole album. Mm. Interesting. You, that, that's the thing. You can't listen to one. Right. The whole album. I think maybe seven years. Mm. Yeah. Second one in and you're already at a peak. You're, and it continues for you. Oh, it's it's bop after bop. It well, no. Peaks I, and plateaus. I won't use it's the word bop because it's relaxing. Great. It's a vibe. Bit. It's vibe after vibe. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It's just amazing. So, do you listen to any other Nora Jones stuff, or is it just this album? I I dabble, okay. but this album <laughs> is where she peaked for me. Okay. I've got a few questions. Go on. So, when you're in the car, <laughs> yeah, who's driving the car? So, when I was little, I see it. No, I know it. Yeah, I knew yeah. it wasn't you driving the car. Oh, right. What? Who's driving the car? It would be like my mum or dad. Right. Yeah. It's dad music, isn't it? <laughs> I feel no. like our, our dad likes a bit of Nora Jones. No. It's proper. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say some things, Grace, and I might just upset you, but it's proper boring dad no, music. No, it's not. <gasps> proper boring dad music. Oh, Every dad is into this, oh, and I'm like, messing. how did Grace? Every dad's like got taste. <laughs> <laughs> Every dad's a quote. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Every dad's got taste. <laughs> All those dads known for their great taste. <laughs> their great taste. Them boot-cut jeans, that great taste. <laughs> those dad caps, known for them. She is, like, renowned for her, like... I mean, she's got a great vocal. Very slow, in it? That's but the, the point. It's not, it's not meant to be, like... It's not dance music. It's jazz. It's smooth jazz. I've got this album, right, mm. called... Grace, I feel like I'm going to be so rude. I'm so sorry. But um, <laughs> there's this eight-hour-long album called Sleep by Max Richer, right? And you put it on before you go into bed. So it sends you to sleep, right? <laughs> and then when you wake up in the morning, the album is just finishing, but it's meant to be like, you know, it's rousing at the end. It's picking oh. you up. Yeah, it's good. Don't... This is it. This is sleep music. <laughs> Except it doesn't rouse you at the end. But no, it is so relaxing. Mm. And I come out of the bath feeling like the most relaxed human being that ever lived. Amazing. Yeah, I, I do get that. Maybe I'm not a guy who sits in the bath because... I... 
No. You don't play it to like, I don't know, hype yourself up. No, no, true. It's not a hype. It's the best in the car at night time. You're coming home from somewhere. I don't want to fall asleep at the wheel. No, not for driving. Oh, sorry. Don't play it when you're driving. Oh, sorry. Play it when you're a passenger. Oh, it's... Well... And it's night time. So who's what's what's the driver listening to? They've got earphones. No chance. <laughs> to give my two pence, just to move on from this. <laughs> I just want to say as well, my favourite <clears throat> and only Nora Jones fact is that, and you know who I'm going to relate this to? The Beatles. Wow. Nora Jones's dad, uh-huh. Ravi Shankar, the famous Indian musician who taught George Harrison how to play the oh, sitar. Oh, you did say this. I remember you that saying it. That is my favourite. Drink. I, I, I like it. In fact, now, I love her voice. Her voice is special. Yes, it is. No, it is. And um, But on this album, I only like two songs. No, what? and they're And they're the most well-known songs. They come away with me and don't know why. Now, don't know why is... Oh, I, I, enjoy, I do enjoy it. I it's, it's a bit cheesy. But I do, I do like it. I like the guitar in it. It's very early two thousands mm-hmm. acoustic kind of singer songwriter. But you're into a bit of David Gray. Aren't I you? love David Gray. White Ladder is just a brilliant album. I'm that should have been. Yeah. Why didn't you pick that? You know what? It didn't cross my mind. But you know what? <laughs> if we can, have, if we're allowed a bonus one, yeah, why not? We'll go over that at some point. You know what? As well, it's just this album couldn't be released now. And do as well as this did, because she she's yeah. very famous, and this album did very well for her, yeah, yeah. and she was everywhere because of it. But if she released this now, it's going nowhere. No one yeah. would listen to it. I don't think people have no taste now. It, well, no interesting, taste. including you, pal. <laughs> but yeah, that's so. I enjoyed it. You can't recreate her voice, can you? I don't think you can. No, no, no I don't. I don't think you can. I think she does. She's got have... a beautiful, smooth. But after this album, what's she done? This is the thing. And I know that's maybe not the question we're asking, but... You know? Yeah, you know. <clears throat> but this album, for what it is, it is relaxing. It is a vibe mm-hmm. of a certain it kind. It is a vibe. Great. Yes. So that's your album. <laughs> See, you like Grace, that? this is why you choose the safe <laughs> option first. Get the people on side and then you go with the crazy ones. Yeah. Maybe it's just not my vibe, you know. Mm, maybe maybe that's true. Maybe I'm not a dad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, to me, you hit the nail on the head. It is, it's dad it's music. N- In the same way. Is your next album Dido? White flag. <laughs> I bet you love that as well, don't you? <laughs> hey, to be fair, that's a cracking album. She retired off that album. That and um, Stan from, from Eminem. She retired off those two. It's incredible. When she sings, when you start the album, it's like, don't know why. I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I start this album. <laughs> oh, shut like. up. My words. You're saying the things I normally say. No. I, I really hated it. I really got really bored. There you go. Were you in the bath? No. Right, well. I don't get baths. Wait. Or baths. baths. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Sorry, Grace. It's fine. I'm ready to talk trash about yours now. Let's go. <laughs> but you've got two more albums to redeem it, so it's all good. I do. <laughs> so, my first album that I want to talk about, <laughs> I feel like, because Grace just said I'm going to trash it, I might just pick one that I know she'll like, <laughs> so she can't trash it. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the one that I found out about mm. uh, really recently. Yeah. The Wildest by Louis Primer mm. oh my goodness 
this I don't know what to say about this album really um, it was released in 1956 and it features singer Keely Smith and oh my it's just amazing the chemistry in it the songs when we talk about the wildest right mm. this is the wildest album <laughs> this album's sick it's so sick um, Louis Primo is known in the 30s and the 40s as a trumpeter and a singer but by the 50s by the end of the 50s this guy is like he's not doing anything anymore yeah. he's not doing anything and it takes um, Keely Smith to just come alongside him mm. and just release and the chemistry between them is unbelievable honestly they just have the best relationship I just love it so they oh it's just amazing mm. just so good and so there's there's loads of songs on here that I really love but um, just a gigolo mm. I ain't got nobody it's just playing it's just poking fun at itself me and Adam were in the car yesterday mm. on the way to this gig and we just listened to the whole album and we were loving it we were just like it's good fun laughing away listening to like this scatting <laughs> listening to these trumpet like it just changes um, like the whole piece in just a second yeah and I just really love it. And so I think it's in... Basically, I found out about it from the 1001 albums to listen to Before You Die, mm. that book, which is currently holding up one of my speakers. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a great book for finding new albums. And I found it really hard to look through the 50s. I thought, I'm going to go from the beginning to the end mm. in chronological order. Didn't do it. But, you know, I got to 67. <laughs> no, no, I, I just ended up stopping on the Beatles. <laughs> um... But yeah, but when I heard this, I was like, wow, this is so great. And you can hear that it's recorded all in the same room, like the banter going on. Mm. Banter. Um, <laughs> and it's really cool. I really love it. What do you guys think of The Wildest by Louis Primer? I will say, for people who don't know who Louis Primer is, as soon as you listen to it, if you grew up watching any type of Disney, you'll recognise him because he is the voice of Cousin Louis. King Louis from Jungle Book, isn't Cousin he? Cousin Louis. Cousin Louis, King Louis. It's King Louis. King Louis. <laughs> but but he mostly calls him Cousin Louis because he's an orangutan, isn't he? Oh, right, sorry. Um, so he's the very famous voice who did I Want to Be Like You, the monkey song, isn't he? Uh, I thought he was the bear. No, 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 no. He's not Baloo. No, no, he well, is. Well, this is why I've been confused the whole time. Oh. Yeah. So, and yeah, we listened to it in the car and it really is just a lot of fun. Mm. Um, it's got that james brown thing before james brown even did it of talking to the band that he's got and like having fun with them riffing off each other he's very famous obviously for his scatting yeah um and then him doing these phrases and then his backup singers trying them out as well it's just a lot of good fun um he also another fun fact about louis primer he wrote the famous big band piece sing 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 which i know you're a big fan of grace so he wrote that which is quite incredible um or he helped write it or something um so yeah, I really enjoyed this, Matt. It was it's a really fun one, and um, yeah, doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a different vibe from Nora Jones. Oh, completely. Mm. But uh, but I enjoyed it. Although okay. it's not my usual type of music. No, no, no guitar in sight. <laughs> no. You know? But I, do you know what the chemistry of um, Keely Smith and Louis Primer like they they're married um, at this point, and they just have a made. It's like she has birth new energy into him mm. it's like he's got a fresh wave because of his chemistry and love wow. for this woman I know a new lease of life new lease of life mm. come on amazing Grace what did you think I loved it too <laughs> I loved on. it 
I've written in my notes. You can never not be in the mood for this album. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Come on. Vibe after vibe. Bop after bop. Bop after bop. This This is just... This is boppy, isn't it? This is. This is. pure bop. And it is. It is so fun. You can't listen to it without, like, having a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's a proper pick-you-up album, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia. Yeah. And giving the show notes away. (laughs) I just want to read this out to you. Go on. On April the 19th, 1956, the band gathered at a casino lounge to record the tracks to the album. Uh, wow. They recorded at a casino lounge. That's cool. It's sick, isn't it? That's really cool. What an album. So I would say, go and listen to The Wildest by Louis Primer. Mm. It's amazing. Mm. And even the artwork will make you smile. Yeah. Yeah, it will do. It will make you absolutely smile. So there we go. We've done one each. Happy days. Some of us have come off better than others. <laughs> I apologise, Chris. Do not apologise to me. Apologise to Nora. I will not. And Ravi Shankar. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Amazing. So let's take a break and then we're going to come back with our second lot of albums. Mm. Come on. So here we are. Adam, album number two. Album number two. Now, as the jazz bag goes away. This is my <laughs> wild card. In, this is my wild card. So, they sound like a It's my wild card. Now, this is straight from my childhood. When one Christmas, my mum and dad, our mum and dad, man, got us angry. I suppose got us uh, all iPod <laughs> nanos. Hell, triplitos. Got us all iPod nanos. One of the first artists that I downloaded onto my iPod Nano, my little blue iPod Nano, was a wonderful American performer called Weird Al Yankovic. Now, for those who don't know, Weird Al Yankovic is a... He's an American kind of comedic uh, performer. Um, He um, plays an accordion. And he does a lot of polka, polka songs, polka, polka. Um, But he also does, he's most famous for his parodies of well-known songs. So songs like Bad by Michael Jackson, he parodied that and called it Fat. It's all about being a fat guy. Um, Yeah, um, Beat It, he parodied that called Eat It. It's all about eating it. He did more than just Michael Jackson songs. (laughs) Too fly for a rabbi. Yeah, pretty fly for a rabbi. Um, White and Nerdy, he did a cover of... um, um, Gangster's Paradise, Amish Paradise, brilliant. <laughs> so I knew that I wanted to put a Weird Al album on this because if we're talking about underrated albums and albums that should go on this list, but underrated albums and underrated uh, underrated artists, Weird Al is in there because this man has had a consistent album or song in like the top 100 hits since the 80s. He is consistently up there. Fair enough, they're all parody songs, but he's consistently up there. So I chose Poodle Hat by Weird Al Yankovic. Um, so this album came out in 2003. Um, and uh, it's got... It, it really... The best thing about Weird Al is that you can tell where his albums come out because of the songs that he parodies. So on this album, he parodies uh, a few good songs like uh, Hot In Here by uh, Nelly. Uh, but he calls it Trash Day. Really good song. Um, he covers I Want It That Way because it eBay. Which, I, by the way, Matt, you showed me this song years ago. Years before I even ripped that. 
couple of years before I even liked Weird Al because you watched it on YouTube back when YouTube had only really just started like I introduced you to Weird Al yeah well, I didn't even know um, if I could turn back time I know I know he also does a, a cover of um, Avril Lavigne's Complicated brilliant Sam um, this album Poodle Hat but yes he does covers really well and parodies but he does his own original songs that are just brilliant and there are two on this album that's why I picked this album in particular that blow me away so there's one called Hardware Store um, which is this really frenetic energetic song and it's about queuing up to go into a hardware store but there's a bit in the middle of it where he names all these different types of tools and it's brilliant and it's just incredible and then the pièce de resistance of this album in my opinion is the final track which is called Genius in France and it's about 12 minutes long or something this song and it go- it mixes across all the different types of genres and it's just got the most incredible band backing him um now when you listen to Weird Al which I implore you to do it won't it's not for everyone it's a bit silly it's a bit stupid when I was 13, 14 I absolutely loved it because it was funny and brilliant um, and it made me want to play an accordion which I still yet to do but here we are um, so yeah that is my second offering Poodle Hat by Weird Al Yankovic what were your thoughts? well <laughs> You know what? I didn't. I didn't dislike it. Mm. I did like it. Um, but so you still listen to this album today, right? I do. You would just listen to this like on the reg. Yeah, I would do. Yeah. See, that's where like I kind of got a bit stuck because I knew you listened to this quite regularly. And the first listen, I was like, "Yeah, I like this. I enjoy it. Mm. It's silly. It's pretty stupid. Yeah. I kind of prefer the originals of all the songs. Yeah. It's trash day instead of it's hot in here." It's some clever lyrics, though. She says something like, S- "What get up, you disgusting slob?" Yeah, something like that. You gotta take the trash out. Yeah. What I find is there's not much depth to it. No, not at all. It's very, very surface. Mm. And so for the first listen, mm. I enjoyed it. I remember in school listening to Fat. Maybe. I remember that. But I, I'm not still listening to it. But you, this has got. A, well, this has got a hold on me. This is this is my early teenage years. Drink. It's a real, nice, real deep deep <laughs> Um Yeah, so this for me was top. Amazing. And do you listen to his albums when they still come out? Or Yeah, I give them a listen. Amazing. Not all of them are with us. Yeah. We're going to sit here and say they are, but... Uh, Some of his polka stuff is amazing. So I have my own it. playlist of all his polka, polka stuff. He does um, a Star Wars one, right? He does a, he does a parody of... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, the day the music died. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm mixing them all together. Um, but he does so oh, on the this Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. So he does a polka version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, on this album, it's called Angry White Boy Polka. This is also quite great. So it's all like the fun, like alternative, mid, um, late nineties, early two thousands, Kerrang music that you might like, but in a fun bavarian style so i don't know i really really like it yeah what are your thoughts grace I enjoy, well i've heard a few of them before from yeah, yeah. my youth <laughs> um but yeah like he, he doesn't take himself seriously does he no it's all like good fun yeah but yeah i mean i wouldn't you know choose to put it on mm. um yeah. but you know i i appreciate the funness yeah fair enough and I just think for what he's been able to do by being consistently 
in the charts, maybe we say. I think that's worth I think that makes him underrated. Because not many people would go to him and choose him as, you know, a good artist, but I think in his own way he is. He's made a successful living. He's played with all he plays with Weezer. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's pretty cool. You know, he makes a good living off being a musician, gets in the charts. Not everyone can do that. There you go. None of us have done that. And I think it takes a, a very skilled musician to uh, to pick up different genres just on the fly and, and yeah, fair enough. At least do them. So that's that's my thoughts anyway. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> so Grace, album number two, and it better not be Nora Jones. <laughs> Imagine Grace picked three Nora Jones albums. <laughs> Nora Jones one, Nora Jones two, Nora Jones three. That would be amazing. I what know. a long bath. Wrinkly fingers for days. Um, I went for Mumford and Sons, right? Who I know were popular with their Babel album, so I didn't go for that one Mm. because that's not underrated. So I went for Cynomore, their debut recording album, studio album. Mm. Um, And again, you're looking at me like you're about to. Trash this so hard. Oh, no. Right. Tell us why you like it, Grace. Yeah. Because if you listen to I just think it's so... I think it's unique. Mm. There's not a lot of music like it. They're just kind of doing them. I hate your faces. <laughs> why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> so, this... So you think it's unique? It's, yeah. And it's... And I enjoy it. Unless you're it. in Dublin. And I enjoy <laughs> Unless you're remotely Irish, in which case you've had it a million times. Um, but no, I do. I love it. And I, it feels like an album that they weren't looking to be, I don't know. To They had a very meteoric rise, didn't they? Yeah. They, they were big. I think they, they were just being themselves, though. Right. They weren't trying too hard. Mm. They weren't trying to fit into any kind of category or anything like that. They were just making the music that they liked. And it... Popped. Amazing. Is this quite a nostalgic album for you? Yeah, it is. I enjoy it. And I discovered it around the times of like my GCSEs. And mm. so I did minimal revision, <laughs> mainly just learning the lyrics fair. to right, all of okay. these songs. Oh, it's great. I loved it. Brilliant. Adam, what did you think? So I actually didn't realise that this album came out in 2009. I thought this was. 2012 and then Babel was like 2013-14 like straight after mm. but this came out in 2009 and Babel like you mentioned there was 2012 mm. um, now I want to say I like the main Mr. Mumford man Mr. Mumford you like him yeah I like him that's he, like a Beatles song isn't it <laughs> main Mr. Mumford man <laughs> um, yeah he's great he um, co-wrote on a film the, the music on a film called Inside Llewellyn Davis uh-huh. which is very very good stars uh, Oscar Isaac Oscar Isaac very very good um, and a lot of that is like country music features a Bob Dylan bit in it as well um, so you should watch it it's a bit, bit of both for everyone um, so I like him and I do like the style of music however oh in fact no before we get on to the however oh let me talk about some bits I liked about this album okay um, The Cave I remember laying in this on guitar I remember Amazing. screaming it in my bedroom playing <laughs> it my parents were probably sick of me because um, it is a really good song you, you get into it um, Little Lyman, very much the same. Yeah. Really, really enjoy it. Um, 
There's a song on there, what's it called? Roll Away Your Stone. That got me a bit. Mm. So, oh, okay. Now, here's the however. Mm. I find that this music, it blew up. I seem to remember it blowing up. Yeah. 2012 for their Babel, second album, like, Babel. went off. 2013, it was gone. Well, yeah. It just seems to date itself. And this is a problem I have with the music when people try and emulate it, like certain Christian music, music groups, try and emulate it. And this is the problem because I <laughs> feel like it is. Anyone I'm not calling them out, but they know who they are. Seems to, it seems to be a bit dated. And I don't even know how because I do enjoy it. But I just think in, in modern music, modern pop music, I suppose, yeah. is there a place for a banjo? Is there a place for... You know, sticks but that they did it first. They did, and it was a very niche kind of music mm. that did blow up. It did, which ruined the nicheness. I suppose. I suppose. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but I, it is a it is a good good album. I do like more for this, which is why I think it's underrated because yeah. Babel was so big mm. that no one even some people don't even know about this album, right? And it's where they started. Mm, fair. It's like the rawest mm. them truest form and I think they are incredible musicians they are um, his voices their harmonies are great so in that Inside Llewellyn Davis there's a lot of harmonies going on in that because mm. it's like country folk um, so there's a few harmonies going on. and I, I do think he's got an incredible passion voice. behind it I would love yeah. to see them in concert I think they would be oh I think they would insane yeah, yeah put on yeah. a good good show so that that was my thoughts on it so it was good not yeah. not what I'd put in but yeah it was good it is good it's good mm. Matthew so I really like the album Wilder Mind by Muppet and Sons. Okay. Let me tell you why. Mm. Someone's kicked the banjo out of the studio. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we're so different. You hate music with a banjo. I love it. Shall I leave? Let's just listen to the jazz bed instead. (laughs) There's no banjo. (laughs) I just don't know. Like, I hate... Maybe it's that thing that it blew up and I just found it's really cliche. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, so you jumped on a bandwagon of music. And you know what? It's not even, well, it is them because they did it. Do you know, like yeah. the first song, what's the first song on this album? Sorry. Uh, Cinema. Cinema. Makes sense. Course, yeah. Of course. The first like half minute, I was like, I'm so, in, I'm so into this. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, oh my goodness, I just don't need that much banjo. And I like country music. Yeah. I'm currently working through the greatest outlaw albums Ooh. ever made. I love country music. Mm. I hate the way these stupid albums sound. <laughs> I just hate it. Now, lyrically, brilliant. Mm. Yes. Passion, brilliant. Yeah. Drawing on Shakespeare. Brilliant. Wilder Minds. Brilliant. <laughs> Love that album. But I re- I hate Babel. I hate Sign No More. Wow. I just hate the, that kind of music. Wow. It infuriates if me. If we took out the banjo, how would you feel? Well, it's still got that stupid acoustic guitar. It's like the whole, it's the whole like... <laughs> but to be honest, that is the point fast. of the music. That's yeah. what it's all built around. But then Wilder Mind. Mm. Get that electric guitar back in. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, then, Matt. Here's one question for you. Because you have talked about how you are a Dylan head. You're a big bull. Is this just not Bob Dylan sped up with a bit of a better singing voice? Oh, with a better singing voice. 
Uh, do you know what? Like, I've been quite harsh. It's just not for me. <laughs> but that's basically it. When yeah. you say it like that, I'm kind of like, I mean? yeah, I love Dylan. You know what I mean? And I feel like if Dylan sped some of his songs up, put a bit of a banjo behind it. Because it's that same folk aesthetic, I suppose. Yeah. I just hate the way it's been killed. And it's just annoyed me now. And I was Babel a bit... was overdone. It was milked. I was a bit older when this came out. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't doing my GCSEs. You so. were over it. I was over it before it began. <laughs> and, my, and what I was growing up with was like new metal. Yeah. Metal. Mm. You know what I mean? It was a bit different True. than a flipping banjo played at the speed of light. <laughs> so but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and give it another listen because I do love the lyrics. Mm. I do love his voice. Yeah. I you know, I love other stuff. I need to listen to Delta, which is their latest album. Mm. I still haven't listened to it. Because the lyrics are weird, but it's good. Mm, it's yeah. a good weird. Yeah. And a lot of people criticised when they went electric, like yeah. they did with Dylan, but I really liked like it. They themselves out. So have you ever listened to Wilder Mind? Yeah, yeah. And you liked it? Or yeah, you? it was good. And I see where people are coming from, but it's like the Taylor Swift thing, isn't it? Mm, I suppose yeah. If you liked her when she was all country, mm. then when she went more retro, you're like, well, like you sort yourself out. And these guys have developed and grown. Yeah. And I love that. Mm. So I can't just say like they're stuck in this niche that's true thing yeah. forever no they grew and developed and I love that mm. but for me I just cannot listen it's funny because I've complained that album's too slow <laughs> that an album's too, <laughs> too fast what will be too next? long too <laughs> come on Goldilocks tell us <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm sorry Grace but it just wasn't for me it's alright that's why we're here two swings two misses for me <laughs> Well, there you go. It's a good job. We've all got our own tastes, isn't it? That's the thing. And do you know what? Go and listen to these albums. Mm. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Yeah, definitely. Okay. My second album. Everything You've Come to Expect by The Last Shadow Puppets. Mm. So The Last Shadow Puppets are a super group. Um, Alex Turner from The Art of Monkeys. Miles Kane from Miles Kane Music. From Birkenhead. Really, is it? Did you know I that? never knew. Yeah, or definitely from the Wirral, but I think Birkenhead. The Wirral. Yeah. Paradise Peninsula. That's it. <laughs> wonderful Wirral. That's what it That's is. It. Uh, and, you know, it's got James Ford on it. Um, oh my goodness. I just love this album so much. It's kind of the best of Alex Turner, Karuna. Mm. And I'm well into it. And this whole album is kind of like. It's kind of an, a homage, 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 homage and homage to everything good of the 60s. Mm. It's kind of got every good bit of it. It's got all these classic, you know, have you ever listened to Scott Walker? Either of you? No. My goodness. I just, um, so Scott Walker's this guy who had like this amazing kind of like, Try to think of something that you would know that's similar, but a big, massive male voice like like Tom Jones Ooh, in the sex s- bomb. Yeah, <laughs> sex bomb again in, in the sixties. But like you know that big like big voice. Mm. Um, except he kind of went psychedelic. 
Okay. So he's got both these things together and he, his like, whole career took a bit of a turn. And so it's like got these Isaac Hayes influences as well. Um, and it's just amazing. It sounds amazing. It's got brilliant harmonies. Uh, it's got brilliant songwriting. It's kind of, it's like the Arts of Monkeys in the 60s. Mm. That's mm. what I think about it. Yeah. Mm. And we love 60s music. We do, we, we do, do, to be fair. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just absolutely love this album. And the album art is of Tina Turner dancing. I thought it looked familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was photographed in 1969 wow. in New York. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just like, it's a throwback album, hmm. but it's a throwback with new twists. And, you know, in my eyes, Alex Turner can't do anything wrong. <laughs> just don't think he can do any wrong. He's equal parts arrogant and cool. And, and the coolness makes the arrogance work mm. a little yeah. bit because he, he just is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the mixture of so um Miles Kane is everyone know the song um, 505 by mm. I don't know if that's the actual title but it's it's on one of the original um Arctic Monkeys albums. oh going back to 505 yeah sorry yeah, yeah so so he plays all of the big guitar mm. whammy bar guitar on that um and so they've been friends and they they act like they're the best of friends yeah it's so cool and you know, Adam, yeah. me and you, we get to do a lot of stuff we on do. stage together. And you know, this is going to get a bit, you know, sickly, but there's nothing <laughs> like looking across that stage mm. and just having that connection. I do agree with you. Do you know what I mean? I fully agree with you. And when you watch these guys, they have that. They have that. It's beautiful. They have that thing where they just love and being together. Mm. They love doing their thing together. And it's a special and privileged position, isn't it? It really is. And we've really enjoyed it. And so this album kind of reminds me of that. If you want a song to listen to, um, uh, I've already lost what the song is called. Sweet Dreams, Tennessee. Hmm. Oh, probably in my top five songs of all time. Oh. With Strawberry Fields, obviously. <laughs> but this could be a, a second to Strawberry Fields. Like, literally. It's about... Just this this amazing time they had mm. with this person from Tennessee. And you know what that song? It's the only ten I sing. Nice. Wow. That's wow. it. Wow. Wrap it up. We don't need to do a third album. <laughs> wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen. Elvin Elo, right there. I could talk about it forever. It's it's got amazing like strings all over it. Loads of sixties references all over it. It's got this um this song about like a dream that uh, that Alex Turner once had and it's it's just amazing I love the whole album so I'm not going to talk about it anymore mm. guys what did you think who wants to start I'll start us off um, I once made a comment to my friend that we talk about all the time Daniel Aiden <laughs> after I'd ne- not listened to The Last Shadow Puppets um, at this time I made does Dan comment. love The Last Shadow I Puppets I think he does a little bit Dan uh, he, let's talk I know that he's a big I know that he likes the Art of Monkeys, and I think he's a fan of a fan of Alex Turner. But Alex Turner's there, and he's wearing like weird white pants and stuff like that. And I made a comment to him saying he thinks he's John Lennon, and it annoys me. And he thinks he thinks he's what John Lennon could have been. And you know what? I think he possibly is. Like that cool. You know, you know what John Lennon was sometimes a bit arrogant, a little bit cool. Sometimes before he then went and got therapy and was actually kind of okay and a bit humble, mm. like in the early days of the Beatles, where it's like, yeah, we're actually really quite good. Mm. 
I like that. And then the crooner thing, which clearly influenced the two Arctic Monkeys albums that came after it, AM, and remind me of Tranquility Base, Hotel and Casino. Hotel and Casino. Which was an album that I was really off until like the third or fourth listen through and then I just, I got the brilliance of it. And I think a lot of it is down to the the style and we've said it before, the vibe that Alex Turner puts out. Uh, I don't know too much about Miles Kane, but judging from what you said about the guitar on going back to 505, which is so atmospheric. And I think the strings and stuff, that comes from his side. Like Alex Turner's really well, good musically. Do you know what? Me? He's actually the opposite of that. He's oh, okay. actually like... Like the Clash, oh, and right. Paul Weller, and the Jam, right? It's kind of like that. So, but together, mm-hmm. they just make this brilliant mix. Yeah, so, a Miles Kane album is pretty. It's not hardcore, but like it's more rocky. It's it's like a different kind of like Brit pop. Okay. Paul Weller, rocky. Oh, there you go. It's really great. Really Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But together, mm. I think that James Ford thing. So he does loads of stuff on this album and like loads of the arrangements and stuff like that. Mm. And just an amazing, yeah, arranger and producer. Yeah. So, I'd, have they brought out any more albums? Because I'd. <clears throat> they brought out two albums and the first one, which escapes my mind of what it's called, is even more 60s. Right. It's like all acoustic guitars and you know, something that is, is kind of, it's not just the 60s, it's like. You know those old Western films? Oh, yeah. Like The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah, Spaghetti Westerns, exactly. And, like, all of the soundtracks to that. Mm. I love that stuff. And it all comes from, like, because these guys are referencing it all the time. Right. And so the, going back to 505, that organ sound is actually from The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. I oh, think. okay. I think it's that film. And so they've just ripped because they just used to love watching those films. Mm. And so the music is like it's got this weird indie soundtrack yeah thing about the whole thing that i really love yeah so yeah really good what do you think grace yeah i liked it i feel like it's not it's not that far estranged from just the arctic monkey stuff obviously being alex turner Mm. it's pretty similar Mm -hmm. and so to compare the two i don't know which one i'd say was better i know you've just said that you think I re- I really like the Art of Monkeys as well. Yeah. So I mean, for me, th- this album is a perfect album. But it doesn't mean I prefer the whole band. Yeah. To the Art of Monkeys. Because I I just think in general the sound of the two is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. It's not that different. Obviously, it's not gonna be if you've got like similar people working on it. Um, but it was good for me. It's just kind of like average. Like it's down the middle. It didn't right. blow me away, Matt. Right. It didn't. It didn't. This, this is how it feels, is it? it how this it feels. is how it feels. Let me tell you. Secretly, I loved it. I just want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it didn't blow me away, but it yeah, equally didn't enough. leave me. I didn't want to turn it off. Mm. It was just. Isn't that all you can ask for? But did you, do you know, know what I mean? It just existed. It's great in the bath, though. Well, <laughs> it's, it's <not> really <laughs> fair enough. I'd rather get pruny and relaxed. <laughs> With no <laughs> Quote that. <laughs> Amazing. So there we go. We've done two each. Amazing. One more break. One more break. And then we're going to do. Finale break. That's mm. it. And you know what? In the break, just quickly, we're going to listen to no. All My Loving by Alex Turner. Hello. So the Beatles song done in a crooner style. Mm. So you can take you a break too, guys. 
I mean, we know who did it better, but you know. <laughs> so we're going to take a break, and we'll be back after this. Amazing. It's time mm. for our final finale. Our third album. Adam, yeah. what's your third album? So my third album. Now this is going back again to my childhood, but not a band that I discovered or an artist I discovered. This was an artist or a band that was thrust upon me. <laughs> is that how you felt? No. Well, maybe. Growing up, sharing a room with Matt, uh, as he was the big brother, he chose what got put on. Hence why I liked Linkin Park. I apologise. No, no. Don't you worry. <laughs> Hence why I liked a lot of different bands. Not all of them. He went through a death metal phase that I really wasn't into. However, thrash metal. Thrash metal. That's heavy thrash metal. But before the thrash metal, he got into some heavier rock and and metal and prog rock. And from that came a wonderful band called Dream Theater. And this is where my third album comes from. Sam. Um, Wonderful uh, band, Dream Theater. Incredible prog rock comes from the school of rush and things like that just brilliant and their 1992 album images and words is the album that i've chosen as my final one uh, this album i think it might be one of the most commercially successful ones maybe i think so yeah um so it is one of the most successful ones but uh, it's just full of goodness um just prog rock it, it's rush but turned up to 20 i suggest you'd say just because they've got some of the best some of the best musicians in the world, um, my fa- one of my favourite drummers, drummer, fella, drummer called uh, Mike Portnoy, who is just Did you say drummer fella, drummer fella. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> words going around in my head. <laughs> drummer fella, uh, Mike Portnoy, who is just impeccable, pretty much with everything he does. Um, I've idolised him since I started listening to Dream Theater. I think he's just amazing. Um, and this album, um, I'd say it's a short one eight songs but it's 57 minutes long <laughs> because with it being in prog rock prog metal the songs sometimes go on for a little bit but notable songs on this uh, Pull Me Under which was a big big one for them I think that was their only hit there you go <laughs> so they have an album called The Greatest Hit and 11 other songs or something like that brilliant you cut to love. I like that they accepted that though. Yeah, they did. Um, but but this album's got much better ones than just Pull Me. I think Pull Me Under is actually not the strongest song. It's great. In fact, it's even included on Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero uh-huh. 4, I think. I um, but it's still not, for me, the strongest one. Songs like Another Day, Take the Time, Surrounded. There's songs that start off sometimes quite beautiful. Surrounded is, is a, it's a great song. I absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, so if you're willing to take a bit of a journey possibly step outside your comfort zone because I tried showing my friends when I was in school when I was about 13, 14, 15 I was like listen to this band Dream Theatre and they took one listen and went no that's awful that's goth music that well a little bit but (laughs) but that's okay because no one really wants to sit down at that age for 12 minutes and listen to a 6 minute guitar solo and a five minute drum solo but you should do because it's incredible it's kind of counter-cultural isn't it it is a bit whether that's good or not <laughs> it's a different matter but. but and one thing that these guys are really good at is is a concept album and um, so on this uh, album there is um a song um it's called uh, under no metropolis part one 
And this feeds into this big kind of opera, operatic thing that they've got going on, um, which tells a story about a, a girl who's found murdered. And it's been, they did a live album uh, called Scenes from a Memory, um, which tells the whole story and song, which is absolutely incredible. Which um, I guess we'd consider when we talk about Tommy mm. and uh, like rock operas, that kind of thing, concept albums. That is one of the. Goliath. Oh, it's one of the big boys, isn't it? My opinion, yeah, definitely. The way it does the things right, like uh, um, another brick in the wall and and mm. um, the wall and things like that. Um, it has motifs. They do it well. And Dream Theater do that through a lot of their albums. They've got songs that go from album to album and and have the same motif. It's brilliant. I would recommend giving it a listen. And if it's not your bag, it's not your bag. That's fine. But I think it's still worth a listen if you're into music theory. Especially if you're a drummer and you're into music theory, definitely because they do th- go into it because they do things that mm. don't make sense to me. <laughs> um, but that was yeah my final album. Grace, had you ever listened to Dream Theater before this? Not before this, no. No, no. <laughs> not but, surprising. I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think had I have listened to it mm. in my teenage years, I think around like fourteen, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a real winner yeah. for me. Brilliant. But I thought when I listened to like the first one, the first song, I thought like it was. I was like, oh, it's called Images and Words because there's like no words. <laughs> um, but then eventually the words came. Eventually the singer gets it. The, yeah. sing, the singing happens or something. I'm pretty sure when they play live, he sometimes goes off stage and hangs out backstage, <laughs> has a few bottles of water, and then comes back comes on. Because why not? Yeah, yeah but, brilliant. Yeah, it was good. I agree. It's very long songs. Yeah, no, they are. It's a commitment. To listen yeah. to the whole thing, <laughs> it is. Yeah. But yeah, they have this album called um, Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence," Ooh. and one side of it is a forty-two-minute song. Mm. Wow! Yeah, yeah, and that's like one of those like concepts album it's type so things, and they've got a twenty-minute song. Honestly, it's yeah, it's a, a commitment. A commitment. <laughs> I, I tell you, when you picked a Dream Theater album, I was like, oh. Mm. When you picked this one, I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I d- I'm just not that into this album, but maybe it's had its time in my life, and mm. I'm kind of. I have a love. I've been had times in my life when I've loved Dream Theater. Mm. Had times in my life when I've hated Dream Theater, mm. and then back again. It's yeah. been a roller coaster. It, it has been, and I don't know what it is, but because it's not an easy listen, is it? No, not always. It's very no. difficult. Very difficult mm. to listen to sometimes, and the theory is. I mean, some songs change time and signature like every bar yeah, for like six minutes at a time. And that, that can be quite hardcore to listen to. Definitely. But they are probably the best in their field. Mm-hmm. Each one of them, yeah. like the singer can sing eight octaves, no problem. You know, the guitarist mm-hmm. can play anything, no problem. Drummer can play anything. They all can play yeah. everything. And so they're kind of like a super group. Mm. But maybe their problem is they don't know how to dial it back. They don't know how to do a three-minute mm. song. No, no, they don't. I don't think any of their songs are three minutes. It'd be very no. hard push to find one. And then in later years, when with band change-ups, I found it really difficult to listen to. Yeah. It's like, you know, their source for me has definitely gone. Yeah, it ran out. Yeah, when they they changed, but well, so that the drummer, like I said, Mike Portney uh, left. Um, and yeah, for me, I've not I've not gone back to the, any of their new stuff. I think partly for me, it's a bit of nostalgia being in in our bedroom 
you know mm. i think i think part of me of it is that for me but sometimes i do as i say not all the time sometimes i don't want to listen to it at all but sometimes i'll be in the mood for it and i want to just sit and get lost in this mm. moving yeah. images and words and, and i listen to the new albums when they come out mm. but you know part of the secret sauce yeah is the chemistry yeah mm. and the chemistry has got lost a little bit there's a little less of it around now isn't there with Definitely. them um but you know because like there was talk like they don't even talk anymore mm. they just go on tours or whatever and they don't really they have their own dressing rooms or whatever mm. and that's but you know they're kind of like the biggest band that have never made it big yeah they? definitely it's kind of an underground scene but pretty in interesting in that case they're very underrated well there you go and that wasn't that the aim that was the end. That was Smashed the end. Well done. <laughs> so, there we go. So that was that was my three albums. That was my final one. And, yeah. you know, if you had to pick one. Hmm. I think I we, would... Should we do this at the end? Do this at the end. Give me some okay, time. Okay, great. That's a good, good shot. Okay. Grace. Album number three. <laughs> I changed my mind on this one. You did. From... Recording the last episode, mm-hmm. you made me realise. Mm-hmm. Red by Taylor Swift. There you go. Great Amazing. Album. Right. It's always been up there for me, mm-hmm. but actually, we Adam and never Adam and never listened to a single one. Can we talk about that? Crazy. I, I really am not a fan, but I had I had heard the songs because yeah. I have people in my True. life who are big Taylor Swift fans. True. Not just yourself, yeah. other people. So, uh, but we made them listen. Yeah. And red, and I was impressed. I was, yeah. I have to say, some good moments because she's amazing. So, what is it about red, the album itself? I think there's such a contrast in the different songs. There's ones like Twenty Two, where you just like dance around, having a great time. There's ones like that are just fun. Holy Ground is really fun one. You've got Red, which Matt loves. I do love the, it. The compilation of the individual song, Red. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you've got, like, slow ones, like, I don't know, I Always Knew, or... It's just... She's gone... It's back to that, she's got a song for every season. Right, right. And it's so versatile. Mm-hmm. You can be sad, put that album on, there'll be something there for you. You can be over the moon... Put that album on, they'll be sitting there for you. You can be 22. You can be turning 22. You can be reminiscing about turning 22. Right. You can be looking forward to 22. Not anymore. Put it on. <laughs> Amazing. So good. And I'll go on record as saying, mm. Red. What a song. Right. It's just What an absolute song. Amazing. It's amazing. Fit. I, I, I really have nothing to add to that. Half time breakdown. Yeah. It is. It is good. It's very well put together and uh, very well produced. Um, and if I didn't know that it was Taylor Swift and I just heard that on its own, probably would be one of my all time favorite songs. But I don't know. I'm just not a Taylor Swift fan. I can't. I can't get over it. I don't know what it is. Have you heard the one with Ed Sheeran? Don't oh, care. Everything has changed. One. Don't care. Oh. Sure. Thing. I've even gone off Ed Sheeran as time's gone by. Oh, do you know, no, so, actually, well, I think I hated it because I heard too much. It's a good song, isn't it? It is good. A one for everything. I'm just looking at it now. I don't think there's one that I don't like on this album. So would you say for you personally, it's close to a perfect album for it yourself? It is pretty. Stay, stay, stay. Oh, guys. Oh, that is good, isn't it? So, so much fun. 
I knew you were trouble when you walked in. It's kind of over, overdone now. Over, but, but we can forget fair, about that one. I just like that because of the goats. <laughs> yeah, you can't listen to it now, seriously, no, no, can you? I was going to talk about the goats. <laughs> Sorry for Stephen. Even State of Grace is a great song, isn't it? Yeah. And you've got your sad, like, the last time, sad, beautiful, tragic. Oh. Are we going to go with um, this is the best Taylor Swift album? I think it might be. Oof. I think it might be. I think it might be. Oh, do you know what? We talked about this. When did we talk? Did we talk about this yesterday as well? Maybe. When did we talk about it? So, oh no, when we were on the barbecue, which feels like yesterday because we've been recording for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the weather's changed four times. (laughs) Um, uh, What happened? Oh, Becky's. I said, oh, I think this was like 2015, Hmm. 2012. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's a long time ago. Eight years ago. I remember this album being out when I was in sixth form and we had a tally in our um, in our cafeteria, canteen, whatever you want to call it, and it had music channels playing and I remember I Knew You Were Trouble was the uh, the song that was constantly playing. It was, that one was a bit of a done, but that's because it was so good. Yeah, I think it's a good song. Though. But there's other ones on the album. That's why I think it is underrated because there's so many others on the album that haven't had the time of day. They, yeah, get, they get lost in the yeah. right, right. She, and you yeah. need to listen to them she's almost got you know when we talked about Elton and she's got this like she's famous so everyone hates her thing yeah right whereas they, what they do is they hate the celebrity yeah. not the music gotcha. you know what I mean gotcha. yeah because there was a point where everyone decided they hated her mm-hmm. and so she could have produced absolutely anything she could have produced the most incredible music <laughs> and people would have been like oh, yeah change me well I've just been looking there is a reason, isn't there? Because, like, we are never getting back together. That is annoying. Oh, no, Yeah, that one them. as well was overdone. But <laughs> like, listen I, to I the like others. That That's why it's underrated, because the others just get forgotten about. Right. They do. And it's basically all songs. the poppy ones get played. Yeah. All the country overdone, ones. Overdone, so you don't listen to the rest. But it's so good. It's gold. Grace, you picked well there. Guys? Had to be one, at least. <laughs> no, you've done well there. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to give it more of a listen. It's going. Please I'm going to add it now. Wow. There's so many that'll just make just you so happy. you do it. Yeah. Amazing. So, should we move on Over to my to third? you. The last one. The last one. Got to be good. It's been a ride, guys. It's got to be good. <laughs> Grace has got it out for me now. <laughs> so, my final album. I realise I picked a lot of albums that are pretty recent. Mm. But, um... <sighs> tell you what. This album... <laughs> I keep overstating things, which is unhelpful, really. <laughs> but I'm going to do it again. No exaggeration <laughs> at all. You shoot yourself in the foot constantly. So this is so this is <laughs> top ten albums of all time. Right. No, no doubt. No, like probably top five. Wow. Yeah. One of the seven hundred that have made. No, no, top no, no, no. <laughs> it's a big top ten. <laughs> Some are doubled up. The seven hundred <laughs> top tens. Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. So this is the fourth studio album by Vampire Weekend and it was released after a long hiatus, six years they've been working on this project. It came out last year in May and you know what? It's been on repeat for a year. Full year straight. Yeah, I think it has. I love this album. I can't get enough of it. I tell everybody about it. Oh, it's just so good. Um... So basically they had a big band change up and they kind of 
one of the guys left the band. And so what they did is they made the band bigger by getting like different. Uh, so their live band has gone from four of them to like eight of them. And so they've got like all people playing these different parts and things like that to make that big sound. Mm. And it's just the most unbelievable album. So it's got a lot of um, uh, features on the album. So Danielle Hine, mm. Steve Lacey, um, there's this guy, um, uh, Jake Longstreth, who plays slide guitar and some of the stuff. And they do a radio show together for Apple Music. Ezra Koenig, who's the lead singer of this, and Jake Longstreth. And you know what? I filled my whole year <laughs> listening to the both of them and listening to this album. <laughs> a lot of runs have been done. I've probably listened to, like, so many. I couldn't even put the hours, like, hundreds and hundreds of hours yeah. of both of them. And it's a big double album, and so I'm, I'm always somebody who's complaining about a long <laughs> album. But this is a brilliant album, and all of the... The great songs are like partnered up with Danielle Heim doing this backwards and forwards thing where they're like narrating to each other. That kind of Johnny Cash and what's her name, June Carter. June Carter. Um, and I just absolutely love it. And it's a big album, but you know, it talks about some deep stuff. So a lot of the lyrics are quite like logical, but they all they all have a logic to behind them. Hmm. But you can't really understand or recognize it it's, it's like a deep cut you got to go into it you got to read them got to understand them and i really enjoy it and so a lot of the songs are kind of like about donald trump and like how right. he's just the worst thing that's ever happened and so there's a song about 2021 and it's about like how we're longing for 2021 but at this point when this is recorded it's two years away yeah and it feels and you know when we get to 2021 is it going to be any better or is it going to be the same as the way we left it? Mm. So I took this on like 2021. It's going to be a big year. We said that it's about going to be 2020. Yeah. And look what's happened. Yeah. Adam said 2020, the year of plenty. I had this wonderful word. I thought plenty this is it. Plenty of garbage. Plenty. I thought this is going to be everyone's year. Everyone's going to be winning. <laughs> everyone's going to eat. It's going to be great. Nah. But now, I mean, we're in, we're recording this in July. It's probably going to go out in September, I think. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, I'm already looking forward to 2021. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Half a year starts again. I think everyone is, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's my song. It, basically, the lyric is 2021. What do I think about you? And I'm like, what do I think about 2021? Oh, okay. Am I already a bit tired of life? <laughs> 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 or is it going to get better? Am I going to be hope-filled? Mm. Is mm. Donald Trump going to be out of the White House? Is Boris still going to be in charge? Well, probably. Is there still going to be a pandemic? I hope not. I you know really I mean? hope not. So this album, you know, I just really enjoy it. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Guys, what do you think of it? Now, I have heard this a whole lot. album a lot from, from being around you. <laughs> I, I've had it on repeat for like a year straight. Literally a year. Um, but it's, that's a good thing. Very catchy songs. Um, I've not looked into the lyrics as deeply as you will have done. Um but I think I need to... I've never listened to this, apart from now, like, on on my own. But maybe I need to spend some time with it, not listening to it in your car. Yeah. Um, well, we're touring around the UK. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, but just, like, deep... Like, not deeply, but fully sitting down with it and 
having a conversation with it, getting to know it a little oh, bit. You need to get to know Take it. Take it out for coffee. Oh, who knows? And there's loads of samples on it. Like, the reason I think this is underrated, right, mm. is because no one talked about this for the whole no. year. Mm. No one talked about it. But this is an amazing indie album. Mm. And it's got samples galore. It's got great sounds on it. It's got no banjos. It probably has some banjos. <laughs> probably has banjos. But but no one talked about it. Mm. Uh, it did win a Grammy in the end for best oh, album. That's good. Best, I think it was best rock album. I think. Interesting. Yeah, it's like funny categories. Yeah. Isn't it? But, but but having uh, Daniel Heim on it. Yeah. Big, big, big cover. Big feature. Yeah. Because um, she is great and she does that. She brings just brilliance mm. to the things that she's on. Yeah. So. It's a smart move by them. Definitely. Mm. Grace, what do you think? I loved it. I've written one one. winner. Absolute winner. Absolute winner. One it's an all-rounder, to be honest. And I think I recognise some of these when I've listened to it. And I think it is from you. Hmm. I think it is just So you sorry, guys. <laughs> Proximity effect. <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to throw in there. This is 21 songs long. <laughs> An hour and six minutes. And your last album, 18 songs long. Yeah, and I know. Mm. So this garbage about you hating long albums. Is everything you come to expect that long? Is that yeah. what you said? 18 wow. songs, one hour. The, the Louis Primer one is 32 minutes long. Just to... Uh... <laughs> just to redeem yourself. <laughs> so the on average. You are right though, aren't you? But I don't know. Yeah. So just to unhinge your whole theory there. Yeah. But... Well, as an album, great. Mm-hmm. I'm on board and I am thankful that this is now in my life. Mm, of course. I enjoy it, I really do. Well, unlike Taylor Swift's new album, this has different sounds all the way through it. <laughs> Where this. Yeah, it doesn't sound like one big long merge. Yeah, but you know, but I understand, not for everyone, but I'm glad you enjoyed that. I then. did, I really did. It was best alternative music album it won. Oh, okay. Not rock, oh. so there you go. Right it's possibly my favourite out of all the ones that oh, stop it. I hadn't already listened to that you guys have brought up Fair. this evening. Fair. Amazing. Well, I hope you both get to spend some time with it. Mm. And you know what? Check out, because this has been a big influence on my life, Time Crisis. Mm. I've told Adam about this a you number of times. Never take me up on it. <laughs> time Crisis, internet radio show, or Apple Music. So, Grace, you can't listen. Is it not on Spotify? You're, no. It's on Beats Radio, isn't it? Beats Radio. Oh. Exclusive. <laughs> That's how I'm doing it. Isn't it? No, yeah, that really. beautiful gatekeeping. You love it. <laughs> but basically, they do what everything that we do. They talk snacks. Beautiful. They talk music. All music. They compare. In fact, maybe we've just ripped the whole thing. They've just, got, they've just got a big budget. That's where you got this from. Yeah, they compare all. So they do like old, uh, old charts and new charts. So they go. So it's time crisis. So they'd go like uh, 19. 85 mm. and they'd go like June the 5th and they'd find the same from Ooh. like 2020 okay. and they'd look at each song and listen to each song because it's internet they can't play stuff and because it's Apple of course, they, yeah. they own it awesome it's really good and they talk about everything they love and this guy Jake he loves 70s music mm-hmm. and so it's just interesting mm. to hear someone enjoy 70s music to be <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite decade? 60s yeah I think I think 60s Although, depends what genre because if we're talking boy band it's uh, the 90s 
because why, why have you jumped up because because and sync we've already run yeah, over a bit so oh. maybe we'll save this question for another <laughs> <They're great>. day <laughs> quickly why don't we say so you've already said grace that your favorite album that you'd that i hadn't listened to before yeah yeah obviously yeah is the vampire weekend. vampire weekend i think for maybe the louis louis primo yeah he was very good second You've had good choices, Matt. Well. What was yours? Nora. I'm just trying. It was not Nora. (laughs) He's not like any of the ones that we've suggested that Mm. he doesn't already know. He's a sore loser, that's what it is. He wants to win. No, I'm not a sore loser, but I'm just a sore winner. (laughs) No, not really. Um, Red. Hey. Red, probably red. Yeah. But but you know what? I did enjoy all of Adam's picks. I'm I'm not sure I could listen to that much parody albums, but I did enjoy no, it. No, that's the thing. I didn't hate it. No, I liked it. So Frank I know what is it my overall winner, but I'd obviously already. Oh yeah, yeah. Already there, it's Frank. So out of the ones I hadn't listened. But there's to some before. deep cuts in the Frank Sinatra one that I'd never. Heard, so I knew the big ones, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's life, New York, New York. But then the ones that I've not heard. Mm. Amazing. There's, fun, there's gold everywhere, isn't there? There really is. Go and check out some of these albums mm. because. They're some of our favourites. Yeah. And we hope they become some of your favourites. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wonderful. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for indulging us in some of our favourite albums. I feel like when we do the thank yous, the jazz bed is unhelpful. (laughs) We just get really sentimental. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Why don't you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already? If you're new to the podcast, welcome. It's so great to have you along on this journey. Uh, Talking about some of the greatest albums of all time. Mm. Even the ones that we consider. Yeah. Even Nora Jones. <laughs> Come away with me. <laughs> oh. uh, please uh, follow us on Instagram at Elvanilo. My handle is at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, your handle? Uh, at Adam Courtney 95. Brilliant. And Grace? At Grace underscore. Salmon. Amazing. So until next week, we look forward to speaking to you. We hope you have a great week Mm. and we'll see you then. Take care. Bye.